from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by your other host for the day, Rachel Cruz, taking your calls all afternoon long. Your life, your money, we want to hear about it. The number is 888-825-5225, and we will get into it. So, you know, come ready because we're going to give you our (laughs) thoughts and our advice on it. All right. So let's go to the phone lines where there's Vanessa in Dallas, Texas waiting. What's going on, Vanessa? Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for your time today. No problem. Absolutely. How can we help? I'm so glad it's the two of you because I really, really want your opinion. (laughs) I just got engaged two weeks ago. Very excited. Congratulations. Um, Thank you so much. We don't have a date yet. Um, We both rent separately. We're both completely out of debt. No secret credit cards, nothing like that. Nice. Um, And I was just curious, what should we prioritize first? I'm really, I'm one of those soon-to-be brides where I care more about getting into a home rather than a very large, expensive wedding. And I just, Mm. I feel like I'm suffering from paralysis of the analysis, and I don't really know where to go from here. Okay, good question. Oh my gosh. So for you guys, the wedding, is it um, is it you guys paying for it? You and your fiance? Yes, just us. Okay, and how much do you guys make a year? Um, we both make 65 respect- respectively, so all together 130. 130, okay. we haven't combined any finances yet. Yes. Oh, you're, you're good. This <laughs> is like, I swear we're doing this one. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I, know I love right. it. <laughs> um, okay, do you guys have money saved? What would be the money saved to uh, if you were to combine savings? Not like you're going to, but if you were, what would that be? At this point, we both have a fully funded six-month emergency fund, and that is it. Like, okay. we, we paid off all of our debt, saved up, baby step three, all of that, and then he popped the question. Oh. So we're really, like, we're, we're basically starting from, um, like, baby step three B slash wedding fund. Yeah, money. so you both have a six-month emergency fund separately? Correct. Awesome. Okay, so how, mu- how, much, is in, how much is in yours? How much is in his? Mine is, so since we make the same amount of money, um, like it's right in the neighborhood of about $20,000. Each of you has, okay. Correct. Uh, Okay, that's great. Yep, and I would would leave that alone. Yeah. Um, I would keep that as is and... um, Okay, what is his take? That's what I want to know. Is he more on the house side or is he at all have any... I don't know. I feel like dudes don't really care about the wedding as much, usually, stereotypically. Yeah, I would think so. He's kind of torn as well because um, he was raised Catholic. So his 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 family's um, approach to everything is like try to get married in the church, which is I know is around like ten to fifteen thousand um, dollars. But if it, I mean, at the end of the day, we're both sort of like, what if we just went down to the courthouse and could what, be done with it then? When you we're said that, sort of. When you said that, like, are ahead. you saying that the church is more expensive than like another venue? Because I always feel like the church route is less expensive than like a ballroom, right? So the church comes with a lot of like prerequisites that you have to go through, like marriage counseling, which is wonderful, um, and like things like that. Um, I, I think it just sort of as like all encapsulated is about ten to fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Like we would be able to do it probably for that much money. Okay, but you guys don't want to do that necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, and you it's don't have more, to. Yeah, I mean, I I would lean on what you guys want, and it sounds like Vanessa. Unless I'm mistaken that you both lean to like, hey, let's, I mean, it's, I mean, you could do a lope, you could go a step up from a lope, get the license, mm-hmm. go have a great 
party yeah like treat it like an engagement party yeah and yeah have a great reception um at some date you know later in the future um but it sounds like your priority is because of how i mean i can tell how focused you guys are um is really looking towards the future and looking at like hey what's going to last us longer and saving uh, more for a down payment on a home <laughs> is quote unquote technically a better financial investment i won't necessarily say emotionally and all the things but like I do that, think whatever you choose, you have to make it a memory. Like you have to yes. do something that makes it like special. Like if you say, okay, we're just going to go down to the courthouse. Right now in your life, you're really um, focusing on the financial thing. But there might be a point later on where you see something like, or something sparks. I wish sparks. I had gotten a dress. I wish yeah. I had done a couple of things. Yes. So um, there is part of that that I think that she should include or, you know, that you should include Vanessa, even though even if you choose to go like the the do the least route. Right. Like still have a beautiful dress, still do something that's going to create a, min- a memory in your mind where mm-hmm. later on you will look back and not feel like you missed out because you still did. Yeah. Something. And, and it is interesting because these types of situations and you could probably put vacation in this realm that I'm talking about or other things. It is so personality driven. I had a yeah. cousin and they went to Washington, literally went to the top of a mountain, had a pastor do it and they were done. That's cool. Like that's all because that was like their thing. And they're like, that's all we want. We don't mm-hmm. need a bunch of people around. We're good. Uh, you yeah. know, and then, you know, for me, I'm like, I love, I love a good party and I love <laughs> dressing. I love all the things. So I'm yeah. like, I would tend to lean, which I did. I, I enjoyed my wedding and I yeah. loved it. Um, you know, but all that to say your personality and what you guys want and what you guys value is going to drive this. And Uh so maybe Vanessa would be a fun exercise to write down maybe three things for you in the wedding category that you would genuinely love to, to have. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's the dress or maybe that's That's a a really good idea. Yeah. (laughs) And just like what three things are important to you, what three things are important to me and like see where we meet in the middle. And you guys may, Yeah, be be very similar in it. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, we've talked to some people on the show. They do it so inexpensively. Yeah. Have a great time. And then they, they ride off in the sunset and, and, you know, do it. And then we know some people, too, that are like, no, this is an important day mm-hmm. for us. We really want to take the most of it. Yeah. And we're going to save, put more money here, and we'll worry about the house in two to three years. You know, so. Yeah. I don't think there's a right or wrong, honestly. I think going into debt. Yeah. Or making decisions like that, I think, are will put you guys back. But I really think that it's a lean into what you guys both want, not what everyone else around you is saying. So true. And listen, there's two, like thinking of towards the future, there's two ways to think of this. Number one, I Rachel, I think in some ways I'm like you, which I like a good party. Probably not to the extent, because <laughs> I love my wedding. Like I have great memories of my wedding it's not something i think of all the time and Mm -mm. so i do like to Mm -hmm. you know when people call in i do like to call out like listen it is one day and you're not going to think about it all the time that's right and the flip side of that is sam and i are big on like renewing of vows so it's like if you don't did if you don't do that's good everything you want to do the first go round, listen in 10 years renew your vows yes it'll give you something to work towards my husband and i did a vow renewal at 10 years and we're going to do another one at 20 years and each one will be nicer and better come on (laughs) listen so just understand like there's you have room to go up and that's a great point yeah that's a great point i love it i like that conversation yeah congratulations vanessa i feel like you guys will make the right decision i'm not worried about you guys you're pretty 
Pretty oh, straight. Yeah. The straight line when it comes to the, to the money. 100%. Do you remember there was a Netflix show that was like, the people had the opportunity to choose between, oh, a I think it was $10,000 or $30,000 on a house or a wedding. Oh, gosh. It was a great concept. And that's basically what that call was. But do remember, your wedding is one day. Your marriage is a lifetime. So... Do the marriage counseling beforehand. Do mm-hmm. it in a year. You know, yes. All the things. Like it is It is one day. That's right. So don't get too caught up in it. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years. And over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, you're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Rachel Cruz, host of The Rachel Cruz Show on YouTube, if you happen to be on there. Also, Smart Money Happy Hour is a great one. Um, listen, Rachel, this kind of came up a uh, Several months back, I saw an article where they were just talking about more and more people drawing from their 401ks and from like their actual retirement um, to cover month to month expenses. And of course, we've all seen in the news, like the extremes where people pull from their 401k to go see Beyonce or to go see Taylor Swift. (laughs) Right, right, right. But there and don't do that. That's terrible. But there's (laughs) a lot of folks out there who are kind of facing that paycheck to paycheck cycle. They're feeling the stress and the strain of their money and they don't know where else to go. And they're thinking, is it better? You know, I don't want to put this on a credit card or I don't want to take out more debt. Here's money. That's my money. Yeah. Maybe I should take out from this money and I can, you know, make my situation better. Matter of fact, a guy called the show the other day he had just had his taxes done Mm -hmm. and the fee for the taxes was $300, but his return was only a hundred dollars. And he was like, Oh crap. Like I thought I was going to be able to take some of the money from my return. And he's thinking like, maybe I'll just go to my four. Matter of fact, the tax guy, not one, not one of our trusted pros, but the tax guy that he was working with told him, Hey, why don't you go to your 401k and take out a loan? So people are just tossing this Uh, around as an option. option, Like Mm -hmm. it's just nothing here. Um, and I need people to understand that if you withdraw from your retirement, you're going to have to pay a 10% penalty on that money that you take out. And by the way, if you happen to draw from your 401k, if you lose your job, that money becomes due Im- like almost immediately. immediately. Yep. And you've got a year to pay it back before you start facing more fees and penalties. So this is more serious than what people really are drawing into it. Um, yeah. It says... Uh, I'll get to that part in a minute. But what I want people to, I I read an article that said the average withdrawal, Rachel, is about $5,000. Like people aren't looking to get $30,000. It's not tens of thousands. No. On average, it's five. It's $5,000. And do you know what I figured out, Rachel? That if you took a less than average car payment, Mm. that you, that's basically the $5,000. Like if you went a year without your car payment, you'd have the $5,000. For sure. Or you did a side hustle for $1,500 a month. Yes. You could get it. Yep. yep. So I kind of um, want to well, have it, some empathy for the fact that people feel like they're faced against a wall, right? That yes. there's no other thing. But what I want you to see is, listen, start looking around because there's there's other options and avenues yes. for you to get out of this. Well, and in that case, it's, it's such a, um, we see this all the time. If you're in a crisis 
or you feel like you have no options, it feels like this is the only choice. This is the only money I have. So mm-hmm. even if it's three thousand, five thousand dollars, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. And it's such a short sighted view mm-hmm. versus pausing, letting the chaos settle, right? Mm-hmm. And actually formulating a plan. And when you actually start looking at other options. So mm-hmm. it is that that quick kind of grab of like, oh my gosh, I gotta just yeah. Yeah. Have it. It's it's tough. And some people are like, listen, I'm having a hardship. And there are, you know, there are har- hardship withdrawals. Uh, hardship means that uh, let it allows you to take money out of your 401k to meet an immediate and heavy financial need. That's what the IRS says, immediate and heavy financial. And so many of us would look, could look at that and go, listen, I needed those Beyonce tickets. Whereas <laughs> others will look at it and go, okay, yeah, I've been without my, you know, I've been without a job for X amount of months. Or, you know, what we're saying is this could include something like a natural disaster. Right. Re- yep. Repairs to an, from a natural disaster, covering funeral expenses for a loved one um, or paying rent to avoid being evicted. Like those are really, really serious situations. Yep. Uh, you're only allowed to take out the exact amount that you need for those expenses. And remember, you'll, you'd still have to pay taxes on it. So there's really no way around um, some of the financial um, strings that are attached to this, even if it was a hardship withdrawal. And again, um, we're seeing that these are on the rise. Unfortunately, more and more people are lying about their situation, mm. Rachel, to qualify. To get it. Which yeah. is fraud. <laughs> it's fraud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's illegal. Yep, yep. We don't want to do that. <laughs> so um, what we just want you to take away from this is, A, don't lie about your situation and don't commit fraud. But B, understand that there's always options. Um, there's always a way that is better than probably what your scared and anxiety-filled, sleepless brain is coming up with in the moment, right? Yep, that's right. Because when we're panicked, we're like, okay, what can I do, what can I do? And your brain just fixates on one thing that usually feels like the easiest answer, that feels like the answer with the least amount of friction. But a lot of times it's not the best answer. Like it might be what we talked about, you picking up a side hustle in the midst of an already very busy schedule, you selling a car and having to coordinate with your spouse a one car situation when you've had two cars your entire marriage. Like no one is sitting here and saying that that wouldn't be difficult or very hard to pull off or require tons of coordination, but it's bigger and better than borrowing from your future because what happens is when we pull from our retirement, it does draw a line in the sand of, okay, this is something that I have the option to do. Yeah. And once you start that, it's, it's, it's kind of like you've said, this is, this is available to me. And then the next time a hard situation comes, that's an option that you know you did in the past. And so it really is about building the right behavior over time, Rachel, yeah. and for again, me. Totally. Because it fixes, like you said, the issue in the moments. But man, it it takes away from so much growth that could be happening. So do you make the sacrifice on the short term? That's why we tell people not to take money out of your, of your retirement, 401k or Roth mm-hmm. or IRAs um, to pay off debt because this is something that you can do mm-hmm. on your own without that money because again, you lose so much, so much growth when That's you right. do that. So if you want to know more about this, we do have a really cool article. By the way, we have tons of articles on RamseySolutions.com, but we've got one here that's called Why You Shouldn't Withdraw From Your Retirement to Pay Off Debt. <laughs> Very, there's a nice ring to there it. There you go. Uh, but it's at RamseySolutions.com and the link is there in the, sh- in the show notes. So take a look at that. It's just, listen, knowledge is power. The more you know with the little rainbow at the end. So with that, let's go to the phone lines. We've got Caden in Boise, Idaho. What's going on, Caden? Hey there, how's your guys' day going? Great. How about you? Uh, terrific. So uh, I got myself into a little bit of a pickle. I'm uh, 22 years old. Uh, I make about 
80,000. Uh, I made 80,000 last year. I'm planning on making a hundred thousand this year. Nice. And I am roughly, uh, $280,000 in debt. That includes a house, a car, a motorcycle, and, um, other miscellaneous, uh, like credit cards and stuff. How much is the house of that debt? Uh, house is 225. Okay. And go ahead and just tell me the rest of them as well. The car. Uh, car is four thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, motorcycle is twelve, um, and then credit card is another four, and then I have a four thousand uh, home improvement loan for an electrical situation that had happened. So, and that's four as well. Listen, yeah, I think you do have some debt here that I think that you'll be able to clean up relatively quickly. I think because you're grouping it in with the house it feels even more overwhelming. Um, and that might be because is is your home payment too high for your income? What's your home payment? Uh, home payment is, uh, I have a first and a second mortgage. I went through FHA, so they the down payment assistance. Um, okay. First, uh, first mortgage payment is uh, $1,750. Second is 100 Okay, so you're paying 1850 And what's your take-home pay? Um, uh, roughly, uh, I, I work hourly plus commission, so it varies, but, uh, anywhere from four to like seven. Okay. So I think on most months you're fine with this mortgage. Um, I, I, if I were you, I mean, the way we teach is the mortgage is completely separate from the rest of the debt. And I think if for right now, while you're in baby step two, which is paying off all of your consumer debt, except your mortgage. I think that'll break it down into like more manageable bite-sized pieces. Um, do you have any money saved, Caden? Um, I do not. Okay. Yeah. So um, if I were you, I would probably sell the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would look to say, okay, then that, that takes a, that takes a good chunk off. Then we got 12,000 left uh, between the other, the 4,000 car, 4,000 credit card and 4,000, um, on the electrical issue and I would just work to pay that down Caden I mean I would I would work extra I would do what you can I mean mm-hmm. you're 22 if you get all this stuff cleaned up uh, it's amazing what can happen when you don't have all this debt and I would mm-hmm. cut up the credit cards and I would really start living a life to say okay I'm someone that doesn't use debt you pay it off you save up an emergency fund and Caden at 25 is going to be uh, pretty dang in a great situation You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
You are listening to The Ramsey Show, and thank you for listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. Join me. Join next to me is Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls for the rest of the hour. Uh, so you can give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. I mentioned it before, and I'll mention it again. We are doing a really cool live event coming up May 10th and 11th here on on our campus here in Nashville, Tennessee. It's the Total Money Makeover Weekend. So it's over the course of a couple of days. You come up here on our campus and we are going to walk through really what it's about is it's based on the book, The Total Money Makeover. So that's the baby steps. And so basically everything you hear us talking about on the radio, if you want that deep dive, if you want to be around like-minded people, you want to just get into it, get that deeper level, be motivated. This is the event for you. Um, All the personalities are going to be there. If you've been to a live event before, this is not going to be like the one you've been to. This is completely different. So if you want to get those early bird tickets, they're $99 and they're only going to be here for a limited time. So you can get those at RamseySolutions.com com slash events and uh we'll see you there without further ado all right let's go to rachel who's in spokane washington the city i was born in what's going on rachel it's a pretty all right city i'll say that it's um hey <laughs> what um, can we do taking my call um i would love some advice i um it's sort of financial related kind of not my finances but I am 32 years old and I'm an independent parent, which means like I chose to become a parent by myself after, you know, I was 25, 26, 27, couldn't find anyone. We never aligned with like finances or like financial ideology or having children. Mm -hmm. So three years ago, I decided to have a child on my own. Mm. I love my daughter. She is the best. Oh my goodness. Um, I, so I feel like I really need some good decisions and she's a little older now. She's four now. And, you know, a lot of friends and family are always asking me, like, you should start dating soon. Like, why, why aren't you going on dates? Like, why are you not doing this? And a really big reason, so I'm 32, I don't have any debt. I don't have any credit card debt. I paid off all my loans, credit card debt, car, all that when I was 26, five mm-hmm. when I was 26. Um, and a huge reason is um, uh, kind of a feeling of, you know, there's the obvious you know, not just like letting anyone around my daughter, not just like gonna, for sure. You know, I don't want to, I, there's, there's that reason. But the reason I'm calling is that my friend set me up on a date with one of her work friends or something. Um, her husband's work friend. And we were just chatting. He's like, well, how do you do it? How do you like single parent? It must be so hard. And I was like, Oh, well, like I don't live with debt. I like my job. Like it's not really that hard. Like it's, it's hard if you are like, if I'm like very financially stable, Mm-hmm. And he, um, he was like, oh, well, I have like, I'm like $450,000 in debt and like all these things. And he started just kind of naming him. <laughs> this is my first date with this person. Wow, and I was man. like, oh, I know a lot about you. Um, and <laughs> what we say not I to thought, do on a first date. I know. Well, at least <laughs> yeah, now you like, know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, maybe this is my fault. Cause I was just casually just trying to like keep it lighthearted. Like, oh, I don't live with debt. But like to me, it's been so long since I've lived with debt that I was like, maybe this, maybe people just love talking about this. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And I, yeah. And then I was talking to my friend. She's like, oh, like, how'd it go? I was like, you know, I don't really think this is, like, for me. And when I was explaining, like, it's not just about introducing someone to my daughter's life. It's also about introducing that whatever, like. Sure. Yeah. I'm you not could... going to date without the intention of marriage. And Sure. Um, and I don't know how to explain. And I don't even know if it's wrong to, like, not give somebody a chance. Knowing well, that they're so, we're on totally different pages. And you get to, to set your non-negotiables. Listen, you get to set your non-negotiables. You get to have that list of, 
here are the things that I really at this point in my life want to align on. And you get to say what that is. And you also get to reevaluate that with time. Like, listen, Mm -hmm. you could come up with a list of five things. And if you find out that after 10 years, no one is meeting up to your expectations, you get to decide, well, maybe I am being a little too, like maybe, is there anything that I can change? Or is there anything that I'm being a little too judgmental on? And having a, Listen, you guys talked about this really early in the relationship. Had you have I know. had you have dated for four months and fallen in love, and then him sprung on the the fi- the five hundred thousand dollars of debt or however much it was. Listen, you might have married him anyway, like I did. But <laughs> but um, yeah. So I know. think that, I think Rachel. I think you have to. You know, I would go into it, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, put this you know thing out there that if if they do have debts. It's a it's an absolute no. Right. And I'm not saying you're saying that. But what's important is the value system, right? Mm-hmm. So if they came to you and was like, Oh my gosh, I still have a hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt and I hate it. I don't wanna, you know, this I feel this burden. I'm trying to pay it off. Like that's somebody that you're like, Okay, I can get on the same team. We are we are running in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And I think the same mm-hmm. would be true, you know, for a spiritual aspect, how you wanna raise kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean that in-laws and family like these are big topics in life and when you marry somebody those topics collide and you're Mm -hmm. not always going to be the same person you're not going to marry the same the clone of you right so you're going to probably always have a different take a different spin on these things but it's the overall direction is what you're looking for so yeah it would i don't i don't think i wouldn't find someone really attractive if he's like i got four hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt and about to go buy another property oh. and keep leveraging myself i'm like Gag that's great for you but that's just not attractive to me like i can't mm-hmm. you know and i would mm-hmm. say the same thing lines like that with in a spiritual sense or mm-hmm. with kids like right there's things that you're just like we just won't be aligned in life so i don't think you're being too picky i would i would say you know if you if you called and said yeah just because he has that i won't date him yeah, that's no that, i wouldn't say that that's yeah i would not go down that route but especially if they've been mm-hmm. like and i want to get out of it <laughs> right so it's all right. about where they're going mm-hmm. and what the values mm-hmm. are going forward but um but yeah. I, and i think everyone has kind of that one subject in life that they're really passionate about yeah with the other person right and so naturally yours might yours might be money rachel not from a shallow perspective but something that you really cherish your convictions mm-hmm. and you really want to partner in this and, and the thing I think to, that's big. The mm-hmm. thing to consider, especially with the debt aspect of this is, let's just say, you know, you've gone on four or five dates and it comes up at Applebee's and you start talking about it. Remember, there's still time. Like you're not getting married tomorrow. So if this guy has mm-hmm. $60,000 of debt, there's time for him to pay that off before you get married. Like, there, does that make sense? Like if if you're really yeah. feeling some type of way of like, man, I really sacrificed to pay off my debt. I don't know if I have the stomach to go through another 60,000. Just think about the fact that there's still a timeline, like you're not getting married tomorrow and you'll be able to see if this person really does show and prove what their values are because are they actively trying to get out of debt? It has, have, has eight months passed and they've paid off nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're going to see that come out mm-hmm. in the wash. So I, I wouldn't get too, too hung up on it um, within, you know, the first few days or even the first few months necessarily, if you're on the fence. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. I think that something was just like a, a bit of a flag. He was like, oh, I have all this money. He's like, but the government's going to cancel student debt. So that's fine. Oh, like, no. Oh. Red flag. No, for sure. no, no. I feel like that for me. So maybe I should have added that. And I was like, okay, there's one thing to like, no, you're at least, I mean, some people don't even know how much money they're in debt. But yeah, I, I sure. felt really bad. I was like, I felt 
really shallow. And I know that it's it's one thing to ask for someone to not be in debt, but this is great advice. Thank you. No, I yeah. just. I just walked away. I was like, I have no idea how I feel about this. Yeah, and <laughs> um, and I think it's I think I think give yourself some grace too because four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. Even if he's trying to get out, that that is a it's kind of a you know especially if it doesn't include a mortgage, that's a breathtaking mm-hmm. number. So I think that's fair that you're like, oh gosh, you know, like that's a, that is a lot of debt. And so uh, no, I don't think you're being too judgmental. I wouldn't I wouldn't count someone out just because they have debt. It's all about the value system and where they're going moving forward. And could you see yourself with them in the future, right? <laughs> if they're walking that, but that's Listen. separate. And Rachel's just, but you're, you're a very, I mean, to do what you've done, even with a child, you know, like a, mm-hmm. what, was she 30 years old? And so, yeah. I mean, I mean all of that, like you, it, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and you've made choices in life that are very mature and you've taken on a lot of responsibility in life. And so I do think your husband has a high bar and I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> hey, in the chat, I, I would love when people get a chance to put their op- put their thoughts on this in the chat, like what your non-negotiable is. Oh, of like, like dating. Yeah, and, yeah. And we can talk about it at some point because listen, after paying off the debt that we paid off, if God forbid something happened to Sam Warshaw and I had to get out there in, this, in these streets, <laughs> if somebody came at me, I don't know I if I could, could do stomach it again. Like, oh, it was just even so like 30k much. would be like no. So everybody's got their That's limits. Fair. That's fair, Jade. I'd be interested to know what you guys think about this. Throw it in the chats, and uh, maybe one day we'll talk about it. This is the Ramsey Show. You are listening to the Ramsey Show. Our scripture and quote of the day. My favorite, whoever picked this knows me, Galatians 5.1. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the same yoke of slavery. One version says, don't be entangled again by the same yoke of bondage. Ooh, love it. In other words, when you get out of debt, don't go back in. Just putting that out there. Okay. And then Janice Joplin says, you are what you settle for. Oh, booyah. There you go. Love it. Ooh, that's good stuff. All right, let's go straight to the phone lines. Uh, The number is 888-825-5225 if you ever want to give us a call. We're going to go to Eric, who's in Austin, Texas. What's going on, Eric? Hey, y'all. It's so great to speak to you guys. How are y'all today? Happy Friday. Ooh, thank you. Happy Friday Friday. to you. Oh, my goodness, you guys. This is great. Let me take a deep breath here. (laughs) I'm kind of nervous, (laughs) but... uh, Hey, so I am calling because I started out kind of in a position like you were, Jade, and I had $215,000 in debt. And that was, I know, it was a lot. Uh, It was between student loans, uh, two cars, a credit card, uh, some medical bills and whatnot. But I'm down to about $77,000 now. So I've really, yeah, I've been really building that snowball. But the uh, I've come to the final mountain here, that final amount of debt that I've come up to and, and everything else prior to has only been like 10000 or $20,000. And now I'm facing a $78,000 mountain. So mm. my first uh, question is what piece of advice do you have for somebody that has been like really pushing and really going through this, this uh, debt snowball method for the past couple of years. And it's just like, yeah, you know, you're yeah. tired. <laughs> what, How many what years has it been? Uh, I started this in 2020. So I've been doing this for, we're coming up on four years now. Okay. And, it's, uh-uh. it's been it's been a lot. <laughs> Listen, that is a lot. And mm-hmm. um, four years is a lot. So congratulations. Let me be the first one to just kind of like clap you up and say, <laughs> very good. Um, the 78,000, what is that big chunk? What is it? 
That's all student loans. That's all, all loans. over for my student loans. Yes, ma'am. Ooh, I know the feeling. Ooh, I know the feeling so yeah. well. So um, <laughs> the 78000 let me ask you this. Is it one, like I, I remember ours was one one payment, like it was a, a chunk of uh, 78000 but if you looked closely, it was actually a, a bunch of little loans grouped into that one payment. Is yours like that? Mine is just one giant loan at this point. Um, I think... I worked with my parents at one point to just, uh, what did we do? We consolidated from Sally Mae into mm-hmm. like a, uh, another organization, and it's just one giant sum at this point. With one interest rate and one account number and one everything, right? Correct. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So I'm sorry about that. That is tough. It's hard to see that. The good news is it's your last one. Um, probably another set of good news is how much are you able to chunk away at it every single month? Well, that kind of leads me to my second part of the question is uh, I'm currently in Austin and, and as you know, the tech industry isn't necessarily uh, very reputable for staying consistent uh, whenever it comes to jobs. Mm-hmm. So I've actually put myself into storm mode because I believe that my organization will be doing layoffs here in the next couple of months. Okay. So that's my struggle is not only do I have this mountain in front of me, but I also have, you know, to kind of put everything aside temporarily yes. before I can start paying my student loans again. So which I think is smart. That's kind of my predicament. It's probably smart for you to do that. Um, I want to go back to your first question, which is, listen, I've been in this four years. What do I do to, to stay motivated? Right now, you kind of have a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a breather because you're still stacking up as much money as you can. Um, but what I think is really important, uh, and just for anybody listening, you know, we say all the time on here, the average person is out of debt, you know, in two years or less. And it's important to remember that there's people to the to the right of that <laughs> average number. And um, my guess is, you know, if you continue paying off this debt, you might have another year or two into this so that, that you're going to be six years in, which I relate to. And I do think that for for you and anyone listening, you have to have to have to include milestones of your own, ways that you can celebrate, ways that you can, the way I describe it is like a humpback whale right? A humpback whale is swimming along. He's swimming. He's going after it. He's doing what he, and every once in a while he jumps out and he just like has that moment of like, Ooh, I can breathe. And he goes back in. And I think that that's the way you have to, to, to navigate this because we say on here all the time, beans and rice, rice and beans, gazelle and tents. You're not going inside of a restaurant unless you're working inside. Like, and that's so, so true, especially when you're in that average. But once you cross over into the four and five year mark, there is a part of this that mentally for your health, <laughs> like you mm-hmm. need to go into a restaurant. Like, and, and, and be, I'm being clear, like I am not talking to the folks in average. I'm talking to my six figure freedom folks who have the six figure debt, in this case, 215,000. You're in this thing for an above average time, four, five, six years. You need to become a humpback whale <laughs> and you need to jump out and you need to do, maybe you did save up cash to replace a beater, okay? Like go ahead and replace your beater. If it's falling apart and you've got 8,000 in cash, do it. I remember yeah, this Sam isn't and a sprint. I, it's a marathon. Yeah, at that you're point. in a marathon. Yeah, yeah. And let me just, for the people listening, some of the things that Sam and I did in our debt payoff journey, which was seven and a half years, that was not paying off debt. A, we uh, cash flowed another vehicle because mm-hmm. we we 
it was time. Okay. We did take a couple of very small trips, like weekenders to like, okay, like we're good. And again, this is at that four, five and six year mark, right? You just have to do something that you've said, when we get to this point, we're doing that. When we pay off that next Sally Mae or Nelnet or Navian or whatever you have, when I get to 80,000, I'm doing this. And when I get to a hundred thousand, I'm doing this. And when I get to, and so you have to set those milestones in there and set them ahead of time so that you don't feel the need to, uh, get sloppy. All right. So you've got 78,000 to go. I feel like in that 78,000, there's probably one, one medium to decent milestone within that. And you've got probably two years to go after a four year journey. Sounds like you've been hitting it pretty hard. So how much do you make a year, Eric? I make after taxes, probably about 4,800 a month to about 5k a month. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so my goal is to, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go. I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, <laughs> sure. My goal is to pay it off by the time I'm 30 right now. I'm in 28 and a half. And so I just, I really want to get after it. And I've been very good gazelle intense about this. And I, and I want to pay it off and I want to get rid of it by the time I'm 30. But, you know, it's just 77,000 staring at, uh, staring at that mountain to me. And, and you're right. I need to set those milestones. But I guess I need to be a humpback whale in the situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Eric, I like what Jade said. I haven't heard you say this before, Jade, but I'm like, that is so true. Be intentional with those milestone moments too. Because I think there is a point that you're just so exhausted that you're like, oh, and there can be a sloppiness in the milestone celebration yeah. and you end up spending more than you think, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you're being so proactive. It's part of the plan mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you look out that you're like, I'm planning for this at this date. This is how much I'm going to spend here to enjoy this, to get that breath of fresh air, to keep on moving. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the point of complete exhaustion, sometimes then you, yeah. that's when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make, yeah. you could make some poor choices out of pure exhaustion that's if right. you haven't planned for it. Yeah. So as intentional as you can be, which kind of takes the fun of out of it sometimes, but like. But it gives you something to look forward yes, to. Yes. And it's not a trip to Europe because I, I already heard, I heard somebody thinking I can finally take that trip. It's not a trip to Europe. It is not, oh, no, not a seven day vacation. A last year. <laughs> What'd you say? I said not me taking a trip to Europe last year. Uh oh. <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go off because I don't know the details. But my point is be a humpback whale and since you did take that trip to Europe, this next milestone's not gonna be quite as extravagant. It's gonna be, you know, I mean, it's different for different people, the things that you value. Um, I know for me, it was including certain things that I had cut off for such a long time. Like I was like, listen, I'm going to start getting my nails done again. Mm -hmm. Like it was certain self-care things that I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I've worked really hard. Um, And so you have to be reasonable. And I I mean, I can't decide what that's going to be for you on this phone call, but you have to be reasonable and figure out what that is for us. We had one vehicle and the, the, the windows were held up by shoestrings. So it was like, listen, we've got the money saved. It's time to upgrade the car. And I remember calling in the Dave Ramsey show and saying to Dave, can I do this? And I think that's what happens. And this shows me that he's in the right spot when you're just so in it that you don't even you can't see the forest for the trees anymore. Yeah, and you need yeah. somebody to tell you that you can take a break. That's a good indicator that it's time to take a break. So good. Really good proud job, of you. Jade. I'm glad you were here today. Thank so you. So good. I'm glad Such you were good here too. Stuff. Such good stuff. We have fun together. Again, Jade Warshaw here, Rachel Cruz. You were listening to The Ramsey Show. Thanks for hanging out with us. And make sure you see us on down the line on the next Ramsey Show.